0: Welcome to the Dive Table. I'm Jay Gardner and back with me for our second episode is what what is your official title in the, the military, like, are you a what's your a lieutenant or sergeant? Or,
1: uh, no, it's uh, it's Major Kevin Heat Wood, B 52 instructor pilot. There we go. Yes, the call sign is Heat, Heat, H-A-T-H-A-T-H-A. Major For Heat. Me,
0: he. I like it. Major Heat is with us. <laughs> 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 oh, Maj- Major Kevin Wood. No, Kevin Wood, my good buddy. Who, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the last episode that we recorded that came out last week. I'll go back and listen to it. We talk all about the parallels between flying and flying a B-52 and scuba diving. And it was super interesting to get into that. So thanks for coming back for the second episode. Glad to have you. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. Thanks, Jay. It's it's always a good time to chat with you. And uh, I'm glad that... Uh, the, the talk and the communication is a lot better than texting you on your phones because normally I'll text you and it's about three days later I get a response. Oh, At least no. here, it's a little it's a little bit quicker here.
0: I'm so terrible. I I have literally – it's been on my like life improvement list uh, forever is the communication thing. But I'm so bad about like if it's not immediately pressing to deal with, then I push it off. It's like everything because it's – I have to deal with this other thing or I have to deal with this thing. And then it's like All I right. get back to it. So again, um,
1: if, if that's the case, I'm gonna start every text message with help Jay, I'm in a car accident. Yeah, see, and then, see then you would get an immediate
0: response. And then <laughs> and then, and then you know we'd read the story of the boy that cried wolf together at some point. And we'd we'd learn a valuable fable at that point. <laughs> yes. As long as
1: as as long as there's enough pictures in that book, we'll be good. <laughs> exactly.
0: As long as the wolf you know flies at some point or someone flies, you'll be happy or goes under the water. Well, good. So for this episode, we were talking about what we wanted to do. And and one of the unique things about our relationship is that uh, we went through our IDC together, which is instructor development course through an organization called UTD or Unified Team Diving. So you and I went through that. It was a we could talk about exactly what it was, but it was a, a different approach. We were kind of uh, either you look at it as guinea pigs or pioneers, whichever way you want to float that. Um, you know, it depended on the day, I think, how we felt. But we went through that new model of uh, how instructors are developed and eventually certified to become scuba instructors together. That's how we met. And, I, th- you know, we were talking about how it'd be fun to to talk about that journey. So we're going to structure this episode in three parts. The first part is the good you know, why did we become instructors? What was good about that journey? How's it going? Uh, the second part is the bad, and we're not going to pull any punches. There were some things that were not good about that journey and that, um you know, are still frustrations or whatever. And then the last part, instead of the ugly, because that's self-evident, I think, if you're watching the video, uh, we'll talk about the resolve, how, how it's resolved, how it's going, what our plans are for uh, the future in terms of being instructor so uh, you ready to jump into this instructor <laughs> development centered uh podcast
1: sounds good man let's do it yeah
0: so w- one requirement though you do have to have at least one or two good things <laughs> yeah, i know you, you, you so, the brain. So it's
1: it's what it's funny you say that because do you remember when we're sitting in that irish pub it's like nine o'clock at night and jay or jeff's like kevin you have to say something nice about this person's video <laughs> and i turn to jeff and go I'm on central time. I haven't had a monster in 24 hours and I'm dead tired. And J- James goes, well, we're done here. Yep. And just <laughs> He goes, all right,
0: we're done. Have a good evening. See you, Kevin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So hopefully you're well caffeinated. Right. You're still in your yes. own time zone. It's not too late. We'll, we'll have some good things. To say. All right, let's do this. A podcast for scuba divers everywhere. Take your seat at the dive table with your hosts, Jay Gardner and Kevin Wood. All right, so to set things up, let's talk a little bit about the context here so that everybody out there understands kind of what we're doing. So um, we entered a program through an organization called Unified Team Diving. The history there is it's kind of a, uh, not kind of, it's a technically focused um, agency that grew out of GUE, uh, if you're familiar with that, and um, you know the standards are, or I would say, not relatively extremely high to becoming a uh, a scuba instructor. But they are, they're doable. They're doable, yes. But they they are comparatively to other organizations, I would say, or what else is out there in the market. It's a it's a very difficult quote unquote um, program. It's, It's one of the hardest to put yourself in. So a certain type of person decides to that that's the right way to go. That This was at least my understanding of it. I'm not trying to tout you and I's horn. I'm just kind of setting it up. And we entered at a time where, you know, it was right after COVID. There were a lot of things that had moved to the virtual world. And there was, we were kind of the first class of a new way of doing this IDC, which was dealing with a lot of the academics, even some of the skill-based, you know, personal skill-based requirements and things like that dealing with that through a coaching program so it was online you know content and video back and forth and you know we had a weekly we decided to do a weekly call with all the instructors together um, that were going through this instructor candidates sorry uh that were going through this to kind of you know iron sharpen iron you know share our share what we were going through all that stuff which is how you and oh, i it was
1: a bitch's, gripe <laughs>
0: complaint <session>. <laughs> <laughs> bitch's gripes complaint <laughs> session as well uh, and so that was the context which all culminated or was supposed to culminate in kind of a, a hybrid skills camp slash instructor development um, sign off. Well, we did our Dan training together through that, all, you know, this big week in San Diego when I was still living in Texas. And that was supposed to kind of be the end of the journey. And then, you know, we, we were newly christened UTD instructors was how it was supposed to go. Yep, not spoiler exactly, alert. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> that's exactly how it went. But uh but that's to set the context of what um for everyone out there what we were what we were doing. So structuring this in in those three parts, let's start with the good. The good of maybe why you wanted to become an instructor, how it went, so on and so forth.
1: Well, okay. Uh let me just touch on um for for there may be some listeners who don't know how how to become an instructor in scuba in general. Yeah. Uh, now I will uh, preference this. I did not go through Patty IDC. I went all the way through dive master and then was basically about to pull the trigger on Patty IDC. Uh, way way back in, and I asked a bunch of questions to get ready. And apparently, and once again, I could be wrong, so no absolutes or anything. But Patty does theirs around a two week, where the first week is. You're a dive master doing dive master presentation skills. So all the 26 skills that you have to do, you're doing them in a pool and you're working on how well you can demo them. And then the following week is an IE exam where the examiner comes out, plays the student, and you basically demo those drills to your fellow classmates who are acting as instructors or students. And, and, and then you get Kristen, hey, you're, you're an instructor. Ours, like Jay was saying, was much more drawn out, in terms of multiple weeks, we had multiple homework assignments. We had, uh, video debriefs or not only video debriefs, we had to debrief each other that we were in the pool. Um, but also we had to do mock lectures on buoyancy, waiting, uh, basic six, setting up an SMB. So a lot of, a lot of that stuff was done virtually. And then, yeah, we come out to the skills camp, which was basically like, free help. (laughs) It was basically, (laughs) Hey man, I need you. I need you to pay your way out here and pay for a class that you're then going to teach. And Oh, by the way, your, uh, your goodie bag is we'll see you in six months. Yeah. 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 All right. So back to the good. So why do I want to become an instructor? Uh, from our previous podcast, I was already a flight instructor for the United States Air Force, had a lot of joys in flying around, seeing, uh, people, Uh, go from barely being able to, you know, tie their own shoes and chew bubble gum to flying five feet from another aircraft in the weather. Pretty cool stuff. Um, and I was thinking, man, I really love diving. This is awesome. I want to get my friends and family involved, but I don't want them to go down the same route of, you know, sitting on the ground, overweighted, you know, um, scared shitless at times because the training didn't match the real world environments and having them struggle through the years that I did. Um, That and to get chicks, right? Anyways, uh, (laughs) it's a running joke right now. Anyways, uh, I was already married at the time. Um, So with that being said, I figured, hey, something that I had learned and kept true with my aviation background is to be an instructor, you're going to teach the student, but you learn so much more from the interactions with the student. And you have to know it 10 times better than the student. You have to have multiple ways to teach it. So... By being an instructor and being a good instructor and teaching a student, you will become an even better diver because everything that you're teaching them, you have multiple ways of doing it and you're more adapt to the nuances of it. And that's basically why it's a little self-serving. It's like, I want to help you, but I want to make myself even better. So, <laughs> right. cool.
0: And and why U2D? Why did you end up choosing U2D?
1: Okay. So, um I basically, and this this goes back to like if we want to talk about near misses and stuff. um, I did Patty, uh, did all the Patty stuff. Went out to Guam, did Patty Tech forty, Tech fifty, you know, down to one hundred and sixty five feet, multiple deco bottles. Cool, had a great time. Uh, Still didn't know what I didn't know. Um, Came back, and I was looking around and. Yeah, I wanted, I knew Trimix was important. I knew putting helium in was good because I went to 180 feet on air, got knocked out of my mind. The instructor was on a Trimix rebreather, so he basically hauled my ass up from the bottom of uh, Guam. Uh, <laughs> so, had fun, you know, looked at my fingers and they were all talking to me at the same time. Um, so, I wanted Trimix. So, I local instructor is a Helitrox instructor and hadn't been in the water in two or three years. Long story short, we skipped over a bunch of stuff that I thought was important in, in retrospect. We go to dive the O. Everything is good until we hit the deco line. And because of a few overlooked issues, I end up running out of O2 on the deco line with about three minutes of deco left. Uh, now of course built in, I went back to back gas, went to my instructor cause he was on a, on a breather. Um, Got his O2 bottle, finished up the deco, and was fine. More of a bruised ego type of thing, but still a near miss. And uh, I've showed Jay that logbook page once or twice, and it is filled with things that thou shall never do again. (laughs) So I was a little like, "Mm, there's got to be a better way. Uh, Started looking around, and I think, well, okay, GUE, these guys, 800-pound gorilla. You go on every scuba board for them, and it's the cult-like following, but... You know, it's working. I mean, they did the WKK, uh, WKPP project, right? Yeah. Woodville curse playing Project. and doing amazing dives and stuff. like that. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, shit, none of those guys are around. And then I'm like, well, what's this UTD thing? And they're like, Hey, we're kind of like that. We're from that, but we have online coaching, so we can do a lot of it virtually. And as long as you have a pool, you can get better. And then, yeah, you're going to have to come out here. But I'm like, all right, that makes sense. Busy life. I'm, you know, at the time still active duty, deploying and that kind of stuff. So let's fit in. I call up Jeff uh, or I call to say, hey, I want to sign up. And Jeff picks up the phone. So talk talk about like, hey, welcome to your organization. It's not a secretary. It's not some like low level man. It's the CEO of the company. Mm -hmm. Come to find out it's him and Ben run the company Mm -hmm. (laughs) and soon to be you. So it's like. But hmm. well, I thought it was pretty cool at the time. I'm talking to the CEO of a dive organization and he wants me to be an instructor. Cool. So I took a bunch of photos. He goes, Ugh, you need to come out to San Diego, jump on a red eye flight, go out to San Diego. He puts me up in his house. Very nice of him and his wife. Very great. uh Accommodating great people. Uh Puts me in the water and we do ESM and blows my mind. I'm just like, "Uh, wait a second. You're telling me bathing suits and a suspended seven foot hose and this is all diving is. And he's like, yep. And that blew my mind. Went back, started filming myself in the water doing similar drills. Felt my abilities exponentially go up. And then I was honored when he was like, "Hey, the progress that you made over these last few months is pretty, pretty good. Uh, we'd like you come on leadership program and that kind of stuff." And at that point, I was like, "All right, let's go down this route. Like, here's an agency that has some really good." fundamental backgrounds. It has a rebreather program. It has a cave program. It has a rec program. All these guys are coming from loads of experience diving all over the world. Um, yeah, let's do it. And at that point it was just choose your own adventure. And it was like, well, we'll see where this goes.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So for me, the, the reason I wanted to become an instructor, you know, it's pretty simple. You know, for me, I'm, I'm a passionate about teaching and passionate about teaching adults new ways of approaching something. So that's always been my little side of things is I really enjoy kind of that black flag of like, you've always done something this way, but have you considered doing it this way? And and then those light bulbs going off and I've always loved that. And whether it be, you know, in the other things that I've taught and my, my day job quote unquote of really running and building innovation programs, running with startups. Um, I've loved that. And so when I fell in love with scuba, it was kind of a well done that I would want to someday become an instructor, but certainly was not like those kind of goal one after open water was like someday I'll get there. Uh, I know that's in the back of my mind when I'm ready, when I'm deemed ready to do that from someone that I respect. And
1: I I think that mentality is, is huge because be careful of the people who on day one want to be instructors. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you've never done this. You have zero experience. Are you doing it for the patch?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, and I think to, you know, to, to be honest, you see, I've talked about in past episodes that the chart on the wall and, and you, and you go, Oh, well the, the top of the chart is instructor. And of course, you know, and, and, um, but I think for me, I knew enough at that point that becoming an instructor wasn't a like, how fast do I get there? It was a, when I, when I'm deemed ready by someone else, then, that I respect, then I'll be when I get invited to be an instructor. That was kind of my in my head. Wasn't gonna, I was going to be public with my goal is this. It was when I get invited, then I'll go. And so yeah, so that and ultimately for me, it was about you know so much of, of um the love that I had for scuba and and for what that opened up for me in terms of just even out of my open water class, the the joy I got out of that activity and that environment. Was wow! If you can be a part of spreading that joy to other people, amazing! Like how how much I had no idea that you make no money. I had no idea that you know all <laughs> these things that it came with it. It was just yeah, if you could be a part of spreading that joy, amazing! And uh, and so that was kind of a motivating was, factor. Uh,
1: was was that before or after you got yelled at by the by the diving? Oh jeez, that was I, your buddy. Luckily, <laughs> it was after. No,
0: it was the course director of of the oh, open okay. water. Yeah, that I got. Yeah, it reamed on my my third open water dive ever. Yeah, um, during class. Anyway, this is another story for another time. But uh, but yeah, and so for me, uh, I chose UTD because um, similar to you, I guess, in some ways that um, I found UTD out of a desire to be better as a diver myself. And so that's what I was focused on and came to it by, you know, wow, these guys have a lot of experience and knowledge. Just listen to you know, I had to listen to parts of the podcast like five times just to understand what they were really saying, and then even then, I didn't really fully understand it till maybe even today, right? And so I wanted those, to learn. You know,
1: th- those podcasts are chucked full of experience. It's basically ninety three percent experience, and then seven percent of Jeff ranting about how he doesn't like Mac. Drive. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I wanted to get a part of, be a part of that, be be trained and get better. And so I became a coaching student, not on the leadership path. And through that process, um, you know, eventually Jeff asked me to become part of the leadership team, the leadership program, um, our leadership program, not leadership team. And, uh, and so, yeah, so that was my invitation. And it's, and so happened that it was probably around the same time that we were uh, that was happening, converging. And we got put into the same cohort of, 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 of instructor candidates to try out this new model. Um, So I'll have my, my first good thing about the new model and about my experiences. And I think it mirrors what you were saying a minute ago is I think through my instructor development course, I became a better diver. It wasn't the intention to become a better diver because the intention was to learn how to teach diving. But I know through, uh, you know, all the video work and all the really detailed ways of like teaching proper waiting, for example, you know, I mean, down to, to how you phrase a certain thing is really important uh, that I got a better comprehension, not only of the academics, but I became a better and safer and more team oriented diver through the process of my IDC, my experience there. And I think that that um, hopefully for those that are thinking about going through an IDC or those that are are, you know, maybe have been through it. That hopefully that experience happens for you or that you put that in the calculus that, yeah, even though that's not the intent, one of the outcomes is that am I going to become better as a diver through this process or not? And I would say for sure in my experience, I became a much better, much more confident diver through my IDC or leadership track uh, within UTD. I
1: I think the... Unlike the, so there's comparisons and then contrasting differences. I think that one of the differences between other organizations and the legacy is that if your IDC is two weeks, there's no way in those two weeks that you're going to improve your skills. You need to come to the IDC already a good diver. Now there's going to be tips and tricks, but how I looked at it was all the months leading up to our IDC or the skills camp was focused on primarily getting you to be a good diver. Why? Because you need to demo really good demonstrations. You need to be a role model for your students. The IDC and some of the lectures and stuff that we had to do was preparing you to be a good teacher mm-hmm. or a good instructor. So I think a lot of people think, well, I'm just gonna go to the IDC and then come out a good instructor. Well, what, what is a good instructor? Is that someone who's a good diver? Is that someone who's a good uh, communicator? Is that someone who's super knowledgeable? Well, all these things, you're, you're not going to absorb it in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like It doesn't happen where you're kneeling on the bottom, kicking up stuff, you don't know your stuff. And then instantly after two weeks, presto, you're, you're perfect. And I think the, the model with UTE is that, one, they're not going to ask you unless you're on the path to mastery for your own personal skills. Yeah. Once they see that you're on that, you're not perfect. Like neither am I. I still videotape myself yesterday in the pool and I'm like, eh, that needs to be different. But the the mentality is that I can look at myself on my own video and go, I need to improve there. Whereas other people just go, hey, it was a great dive. Yeah, There's no self-reflection or introspection to make yourself better. Yep. And then they think, well, I'm just going to go to the IDC, and then poof, magically, my, you know, my buoyancy propulsion trim is going to be on point. I'll know exactly what to say, and there's not a student in the world I can't communicate with. Yeah, yeah. like mm, probably good luck with that one.
0: Yeah, and I think you you make a good point there too about spreading it out over a longer period of time. Also, I think allowed me to to gain a better not only you know um, academic understanding because the areas that maybe. I needed to understand deeper, so if you, you know you go into the Archimedes principle or boyle 's law or whatever thing that you got stuck on, you know those things that academically I needed to go through a few more times to really comprehend it and and be able to to teach it, but then I also because it was spread over a, a longer period of time, then got practical application of those things right so yeah. you know, we talk about a thing like mendico, which is uh you know in within our our system a uh, an approach a strategy to recreational decompression right um it's a it's a way that we can approach it where where we're in control of our decompression even our recreational dive um yeah there's your mindico tables right so e- even in that um you know you can have an academic understanding of that but then, because it was spread over time, you get to put it into play, which, of course, you and I were already doing in our diving. But then get get it from a different angle of how I might what, teach this, right? Um, which what, is
1: which is which is which is funny because I, I will fully admit that like I was I wasn't skeptical on ratio deco and so I knew it had existed for a while. The whole doing it in your head sort of mentality. I'm like, mm, okay. Well, the funny thing is, is I bought two computers, put one gauge and put the other in recreational with 4080 gradient fact. Another topic for another world. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, huh, they're the same. Huh, now I'm more conservative on this one. Huh, I feel better when I get out and fall on this one. Hmm, I guess it works. Yeah, exactly. Like sometimes, yes. And that's, that's a... Some, there's two types of experience right experience you find on your own and f- experience you learn from others some things within a controlled environment mm-hmm. you have to find out for yourself
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: so crashing an airplane is one of those ones that i don't need to figure out for myself yeah, i know it doesn't work right. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> yeah bad. it doesn't work well yeah. yes
0: yeah no and i think i think that that is again one of the benefits of spreading that learning out and not putting kind of a um, uh, too aggressive time. Yeah. Artificial cap or a too aggressive timeline on things is that you, you get the chance to, to wrestle with the, the places that you where you got stuck is different than where I got stuck. Right. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you're able to sort some of that out and you're able to take the time you need and you have a support system, your, you know, IT, which in our case was, well, for both of us was Jeff, uh-huh. um, to, to work those things out, uh, in the background, you know, and, and we could ask each other, you know, when we get stuck on things and, I thought that part of everything was really good. It made me better as a diver. It made me more confident. It made me much more knowledgeable as a diver, um, and and helped me see things that I've been doing already and applying from a different angle. Um, when I when I started to take the leadership route on it, so those were really positive things that I gained out of my IDC. And like I said, anything that can make you better is worth the investment and of time. It, you know, uh, and so like even if it. Yeah. Didn't result in the outcome that you want. the The outcome really is not about the final destination. It's about that journey that people say. Right? I found that to be very true in uh, in my training, at least.
1: Stand by, UTD is going to be making inspirational bumper stickers. Yeah. via, <laughs> yeah. via Jay. Well, don't worry. no worry. We have uh, the bad coming up. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> we'll, we'll get rid of those bumper stickers I, for a minute. I, I, I think it's it's in the name. It's team. Um, what this forced me to do was to start interacting with people who are not military, who don't think like me, who don't communicate like me. Um, Slightly different sense of humor, which I may have run some people off with, but um, it forces you, like, I think the IDC should not be, I'm going to become a great dive instructor. It's going to be, it's an interpersonal, I'm going to be a better human by learning how to communicate effectively to other people, how to work with different people, And then be able to accept criticism from those people and make myself better. Mm -hmm. Because the same, like Jeff openly says that he took a lot of this stuff um, from flying and stuff. And I had been through those process, obviously, in the military. But you sit back and you go, hey, my instructor development training in flying was very similar, very similar paths of ups and downs, pun intended. And we're going to get to the downs here a second. Um, And then you come out and you're like. I would have never talked to those people before. I would have never come up with this analogy. I would have never known about their background and how they think about flying. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. It it makes you just a well-rounded person who likes to go diving.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I think, um, I think to that point, uh, just to kind of give people some more reference here, some of the things that beyond the academics that obviously we needed to comprehend and demonstrate comprehension to some of the tasks of correlation that we needed to record videos for, some of the personal skill stuff, you know, I think that that oftentimes can get um, you know frowned upon. Like for example, we were talking about I you think know, the last one, holding buoyancy while doing, for example, basic six or shooting an SMB or something within you know plus or minus six inches, and people kind of roll their eyes. And and the point of that was taxing the the buoyancy, of the foundations, taxing the bu- foundations strongly, the buoyancy and breathing, balance, trim, all of that while task loaded. It's not about shooting an SMB within six inches plus or minus of of buoyancy or position. It's about are the foundations there. And so I think we spent a lot of time looking at each other's videos. And I remember the first kind of level of response is always like, oh well you went up there and he went down there. Like, you know, for me it was always um, you know, I think basic six number three, I always ended up breathing myself up or breathing myself down because I was moving my body way too much in that recovery i think for you every time you you took a mask off you, you know you down you went <laughs> and so those are the easy things to give feedback about but then we started to understand oh this is the task loading of, of of it's not about you taking a mask off or me doing a reg recovery it's actually about the buoyancy the balance the trim the positioning and that's what we're trying to kind of get dialed in so i, I think that that for that stuff it worked fantastic. And I was really appreciative of that. So is that enough? Good. Any other flowers and rainbows you want to throw out there? That was fine. Man. <laughs> the, uh. sk- the skills camp was
1: fun. I enjoyed I enjoyed coming out there and we're going to get to the bad stuff and that kind of stuff. But uh, even when we showed up in Austin later on when the story like, it's just fun to get out of Louisiana and go with like minded individuals to go dive. Like
0: you don't even have to en- finish that sentence with with like-minded individuals. It's fun to get out of Louisiana, I think. Is <laughs>
1: <Yeah.
0: it>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm sorry.
1: I'm not here by choice. Uh,
0: no. No, I agree. I agree. All right. So let's maybe shift gears into um, maybe some of the the bad, the struggles, not to sugarcoat anything. But, but what didn't go well for your instructor development course?
1: I'd say there's uh... – There were like expectations on what skills needed to be, but there wasn't an expectation on the timeline Mm. and not necessarily uh, like, Hey, this is going to take six months. This is going to take a year. I didn't really care about that, but it's like, this needs to be accomplished. And then this needs to be accomplished. Then this is, needs to be accomplished. And you can't skip to the end without doing this thing in the middle. In the flying world, we have syllabuses, And very rarely are we allowed to deviate. Mm -hmm. Now, if that takes two weeks to accomplish those tasks, then it, it takes that time and then we move on, but you, you can't skip things. And so it felt really like, what are we doing next? He's like, oh, well, let's do a lecture on this. And you're like, okay. And it's like, what, what are we doing next? Oh, let's do this. And it, it felt kind of, I, I wanted a calendar, <laughs> maybe not, not a weekly calendar, but like a, a, a yearly calendar to go, we're going to have this stuff done in the first quarter, this stuff done in the second quarter, this stuff done in the third quarter. And everything can obviously slip to the right for weather, personal issues, and stuff like that. But this is this is the general flow yeah. of how things go.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. I think I think part of that, the nature of us being the the guinea pigs or the 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 pioneers, however you want to you know color that, um, is part of it. And then I think too, I think the feeling as an instructor candidate that that caused is like, hey, I, I want to feel like I'm in the the good care of my mentor that has a has a plan and a pathway and you know the, you you kind of implicitly start with that like trust and then when mm-hmm. it starts to unfold and you go like well wait a minute I'm not seeing how these things connect and like <laughs> now there's this thing coming out of out of the blue that I was totally unaware of it starts to kind of get to a place where you're like in, is there a path there? Are we just playing jazz? You know, like, is this just, you know, like, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's see how, how, um, how this note works today. And, and I yeah. didn't, how to, you know, uh, that's how it felt in, in, as we got towards the, I think yeah. the end of it, not in the beginning of it. As in the beginning, you had that trust and towards the end of like, towards that skills camp, it was kind of like, and even in, I would say even approaching the skills camp, we still felt somewhat like we were playing, you know, an actual sheet music. And then all of a sudden it felt like we're playing jazz, you know, and, and that was a, a big shocker for, I think both of us um, in that case. Yeah. yeah. So I can, I can go next on the bad. I think the other thing that that was a struggle and you, you already mentioned it a bit, but, it, but it's worth, I think I told the story a long time ago on the podcast, but you know, everything culminated towards this skills camp, which skills camp is a really cool idea as a skills camp which is Absolutely. you know divers from around the country come in and they spend you know I think it was what 3 or 4 days yeah, something like that um, in a no pool, certification no just certification exactly just getting better and so you're you're really working on those foundational skills and you had a, a slew of instructors there that were could work could work one on one you know when you got stuck all those things we were there and i think again kind of in the in the carry the metaphor of jazz forward there was an attempt to kind of make the IDC plus, you know, uh, the skills camp and everything, you know, you could see the vision if it all worked well, c- could come together because you've got real students in the pool and all that stuff. Um, uh, that's it's, not it's, how it it's works. funny.
1: <laughs> it's funny because on Friday standard military, I am I'm, I'm just now the paperwork still getting processed. I'm now an evaluator to where I can give check rods. Well, to be evaluated, well, to, To do that, you have to be evaluated by a current check pilot to make sure that you meet the standards. So the funny thing is, is that I have a student in the seat that I'm evaluating and I'm getting evaluated on how well I can give him an evaluation. Right. All going on. It's the same thing at skills camp. It's like, oh, by the way, you're being evaluated on how good you can run a skills camp to students. Oh, by the way, you're quasi a student yourself. So evaluate yourself on how good you can be a student while correcting your student mistakes. Meanwhile, us evaluating you are going to go on a brewery tour. Yeah,
0: Have fun. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it was just like a, an onion. Let's go. It goes back to Shrek, right? Like it had so many layers to it that, like, we. I remember one time I'm standing there, and and we had you know gone through a series of things, and it wasn't like we were assigned to specific things just yet, or, any, but you know the students were in the pool, and I was kind of acting like a dive master, like, okay, they're on the pool. At some point, an instructor is <laughs> going to come and take control of this mess. And we were lifeguards. You know, yeah. We were sitting
1: there going <laughs> like, hey, you over there, stop running. Yeah. I was <laughs> no st- one's dead yet. Sitting
0: there waiting. And I remember, like, you know, I had given my rig to somebody else, my fins to somebody else who wanted to try those. You know, I was just kind of dive mastering, yeah. sitting there in the pool. And I remember, you know, um, James Mott, who who is now your mentor. And I, I remember this was my real first interaction with him was like he came up to me and he's like, Hey man, this is a circus. And I looked at him like, Yeah, you're right. What are you gonna do about it? And then a few <laughs> minutes later, he comes back to me and goes, Hey man, this is a circus. What are you going to do about it? And I was like, this is my job. Like, what do you mean it's my job to go do that? You're the instructor. What do you mean? And so like, I hastily put on my gear, you know, my, uh, my necklace is like, you know, trapped behind my back because I'm this guy just yeah. told me to get in the water and do something. And I'm, you know, anyways, it, it became this kind of monkey show for us. I think the students yeah. had a great time, but for us knowing what is our role what are what are we even being evaluated on i didn't know that i was supposed to do anything in this moment became yeah. really frustrating over time because it wasn't clear and, and and to be to be fair i think on the other side i think there was a concept of how it could have worked and maybe some wishful thinking but not a lot of like This is how it's going to work.
1: (laughs) An IT huddle would have been probably best. Like the night before, you know, everyone, you know, Jeff, James, Kim, all get together and go, this is at the end. This is what we want for the students who signed up. This is what we want for Jay and Kevin. And this is how we're going to play it. Maybe, maybe a little bit of a, you know, an uh, IT huddle to do that might've, might've worked out. But once again, like, it's one of those things that the farther away from a traumatic experience you are, the funnier and you tend to laugh more about it. Yeah.
0: What we're doing right now. Exactly. So. exactly. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't funny at the time. The, the end of it all this was, we were told, you know, at the end of all this, that we, still, we didn't really get an evaluation in, in flight. So it was kind of like at the end, yeah, there's some things uh, we need to, to figure out before we kind of give the sign off. And it was like, what things we'll talk about it later <laughs> it's like what and, and i think we both had at least like two more days because we had planned those days it's yeah, like
1: yeah we had spent more days clean
0: up and so i just remember and this is the funny story to tell everyone the bad and it's now funny but at the time it wasn't once we got that news it was i was devastated i was super upset and frustrated i, I won't put words in your mouth how you felt but it I know that's yeah, how I, I just felt. Put donuts, <laughs> and I remember we. Yeah, you're just like, just I need I need donuts, and there was like a donut store somewhere. Like, it was okay. a Krispy Kreme across the street. We, I think we got like a dozen Krispy Kreme and sat by the pool of the hotel and just devoured a thing of Krispy Kreme donuts as like a, a salve to our bruised egos and minds at that moment. But that's how I felt. I mean, it was exactly that.
1: I was just eating my emotions.
0: <laughs> uh, and it, I mean, it did. It, it turned out you know, in that moment, how it all felt really bad, really feeling bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, that's I, I
1: will say the other funny, bad thing that, that drove me up the wall. You remember when uh, we were doing fin kicks mm-hmm. or demonstrate or talking and demonstrating fin kicks. So, like, I think you were trying to talk through the frog kick and then James stops you halfway and goes, no, no, this is this is how we got to do it and stuff like that. And then he goes, and Jeff goes, all right, Kevin, you're going to teach the back kick. And I go, okay, great. In my mind, I'm like, just don't do what Jay did. And James (laughs) won't take your fins away from you. And I go, you guys remember what Jay was talking about with the the frog kick where you use the bottom of your feet. And before I could get out, well, we're not going to do that now. We're going to use the side of our fins. Jeff steps in and goes, no, no, you don't do it that way. Takes my fins and starts (laughs) teaching. I was like, one, you didn't let me finish my sentence. Two, you just took my fins what the fuck do you want me to do here? Yeah, yeah. Like, I seriously don't know what I am doing here. Yeah. And then he goes to proceed and I'm like, well, I'm going to jump in the pool and just, you know, hold, I'm going to go collect all the spare weight at the bottom of the pool and just spit my reg out and see what happens. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, lifeguard really well, you, is on duty. Gonna
0: go sit in the corner and eat donuts? <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, we did that. And it's funny because then Greg walks by cause he's still there. I think Shang-Fei was still there. He's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm devouring my emotions in like a Krispy Kreme donut. You want one? He's like, no, you need all of them. I'm like, thanks, man. Yeah,
0: exactly. You guys, congratulations, you guys passed. So
1: oh so no. Like, no, no, we didn't. no,
0: we don't even know why we didn't pass at this point. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was uh maybe a, a bridge too far in terms of trying to accomplish all of that in one go with the skills camp. And so we but we took the. More- the, the brunt of that for sure in that moment and, all right. and we I think it was we, we learned that we can both be good commiserating partners that uh you know I think we we turned it around we were able to have a good time that's where we ended up going to some aeronautics museums and yeah. um, you know I had well a good I think time.
1: I, yeah, that, that's where my military dark humor comes in that like there's gonna be shitty situations you gotta laugh about it you gotta find the funny jokes in there
0: yeah, yeah at the time it was hard to do and I think uh, I think now looking back um, that that wasn't it was definitely you could say suboptimal but it was crappy. And and now we can get to the resolve. Any any other bad before we get to the resolve here? No.
1: Oh, that was fun.
0: Yeah, so the so let's let's kind of resolve this. So we leave skills camp, bad taste, donut taste in our mouth <laughs> and all. And um and yeah, we put in all this work and all this time and it was kind of that like I'm putting my gear on on Facebook marketplace and I'm not going to dive again feeling of like I don't know. what. I didn't heck. do that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I got in the car and drove to Florida and buried myself in a cave. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. You dealt with
0: it differently. Um, but I think, uh, you know, not shortly or not, not too long after that, we got on a call and to Jeff's credit and to the credit of UTD, he basically said, Hey, I effed up. I'm, we made a mistake and, you know, tried to pack too many things into one, uh, you know, soup and it, it didn't work. And you guys took the brunt of it. And now it's my job to fix it. And so there was, uh, you know, him at least putting out the plan exactly what we what we needed in terms of what what was next. And and for us, there was a little bit of difference between that plan, um, but pretty much the same. Which was, hey, let's go and take some of these courses so to get a foundation to the, the how we teach this and how we teach that, and um, and then let's reevaluate. And so it kind of set us off a path of like making a decision as to whether or not. I was going to do that um, and whether I wanted to be a UT instructor or if I was going to figure out when the next Patty IDC was and go jump in the, the two week program there. Um, we're all on the, on the a plate at that point. But for me, I made the decision to stick with it and, um, and I'm very glad I did. Uh, I'll just say that. And uh, for me, the resolve was I, we went and did those things. I gained a lot out of those experiences. And kind of my end up was I was in a tech one course with our training director and James um, down in Florida uh, a while back ago. And I remember we, we went to dinner and this was a tech one course with, a, with another team. Um, you know, it was me as a student in a tech one course, uh, learning all of that. And we went to dinner one night and um, Ben you know turned to me and said, hey, like, why aren't you running any open water classes? Why don't you go back home and run some open water classes? And I said, well, because I can't. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a dive master and I can do ESM. <laughs> just,
1: just keep just keep putting that salt in the yeah, water like, and we keep twisting jerk.
0: that. Like, well, you know, like I can't. Like, why are you asking me why I'm not doing open waters? Because you, you guys said I can't. Like, you know, like, what do you mean? Like, this is a, yeah, not a nice question. And it was a beautiful yeah. dinner you know, on the water as most of uh, the keys are. It's you know very really nice. And he goes, no, well, why don't you go home and start running some open water classes? I'm like, dude, I just. I just told, I can't, <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, it sounds nice, but I, I can't do that. I can run some more. Do you want me to run more ESMs? Like, what do you want me? What do you want from me? You know, like, and it, like by the third time he was, you know, they're kind of laughing at me, James and him like, no, why don't you go back home and start running some open water classes? Do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? I was like, well, the only way I could do that is if you're telling me that I'm now an instructor. He's like, yeah, dummy. <laughs> you know, like, uh, and he goes, congratulations. Then it was like a big, hey, congratulations, you know, hugs and all that stuff. And I had passed. Little did I know during that time, they were also doing an evaluation of me um, in terms of that final sign-off, second sign-off. I'm had My first sign-off, and need my second one. And I got signed off. So that's how I ended up becoming a UTD instructor. Um, I'll never forget that moment and that, that day. And, uh, and again, it wasn't something I was expecting. So it was a surprise. Uh, and it was a beautiful thing. I'm super happy that it, it all resolved in that way. Um, yeah, that was kind of my resolution to my my journey.
1: Did, a, did the top stop spinning and fall over on the table? Yeah, the, the phone stopped ringing, 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 you know,
0: the food stopped sizzling, and uh, it was perfect. No, no.
1: Felt like that. No. Though. My, mine was, well, so part of that was we still had to do an essentials class. Mm-hmm. We did it in Austin in 110 degrees heat. Yeah. James almost died James of dehydration. Died. Yep. Um,
0: Shang-Fei Shang fe flooded his suit.
1: Well, I mean, that's why the, that's why the, the lake's 46 feet low now is because Shang-Fei decided to take half of it up in his dry suit. <laughs> his
0: dry suit. Exactly.
1: As yeah. He's like, Oh, this next seal needs to be snapped in. Yes, it does. buddy. um, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, and don't get, don't take this the wrong, but I'm sitting here like, this is another, like I had to take vacation time, had to drive all the way out here. Yeah. And all we're doing it valve drills and some other stuff, which we had done all the time on our, our videos, fine. And James walks up to me at the end, and he's like, "Hey man, how how are you feeling?" And I'm like, "Just another class, man, trying to you know have fun at this." And I was like, "All right." At that point, he's like, "All right, cool." So we passed essentials of Rec. or yeah, wreck. Uh, and I head home, and I'm talking to my wife, and I'm like, "This is two UTD events." large, large events in a row that I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to bury myself in a cave in Florida and just go cave diving down there. And she's like, well, you gotta, you gotta let them down softly. Like you gotta at least call them and say, thank you for the opportunity and the try. And dude, I had written up some pretty strongly worded emails Mm. that obviously if you're, if you're emotional, don't hit send. Yeah, (laughs) Do (laughs) not hit send. You can't take that one back. And so I was on the verge of calling Jeff up and saying, hey, thanks. But, you know, I'm going to go another route. This whole egging me on every little bit. And it, it's not going like I was already an accomplished diver. I had done. I'd finally got into the caves. Cool. Everything was was going great. Not to UTD standards. Got it. But I was having fun and diving. And so I'm sitting in my office uh, and Jeff's like, hey, we'll call tomorrow. 9 a.m. or something like that. And I literally had written out in front of me, like my strongly worded, but very polite answer (laughs) that I was going to get when he picked up the phone. So he calls. I'm like, all right, brace yourself. All right. I pick up the phone and Jeff goes, hey, I just talked with James and we were talking about stuff and we want to make you sign off on your instructor cert. You're now a UTD instructor. Granted, I hadn't even picked up the phone other than saying, hello, this is Kevin. And he had said that. And I still have my like strongly worded two-page word (laughs) response. (laughs) And I go and I crumple it up and throw it in the trash. I'm like, all right, well, cool. (laughs) It's like, what do we have to do? He's like, well, I got to get the paperwork and you got to, you know, show me liability and insurance. And uh, I go, cool. And I I hang up with Jeff, very grateful. I call my wife. I'm like, you'll never believe it's like I picked up the phone and they said, I'm an instructor. And she's like, (laughs) she's (laughs) like. Very typical like, uh It was, it was highs and lows. So very much with flying, you got ups and downs and that kind of stuff. So I, I guess my evaluation was how was I going to do with um, how do I put this? Uh, the environment and the participants in that essentials class. Mm-hmm. I think Jeff and James knew that I was diving wise, skill wise, fine. It was how are you going to interact with people in a less than ideal environment? Because it was hot, it was muggy. We were doing the same thing over again. It how do I? It wasn't necessarily the issues I was having that was an issue. It was issues that the team was having. And how do you become a team member? Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Uh, and we worked through them. Yeah. And it was hey, you jammed up the reel. Let me unjam it for you. Here you go. Let's keep having fun with this. You signal to go down. I go down. James goes. You're dead because the rest of your team's on the surface. And I'm like, but wait a second. They said to go down. You have to wait for them. But they said to go down. Yeah. Why aren't they at the surface? Oh, because issues. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like yeah. it was. It was its own fun little game. Um. So a little bit of mind tricks. But I mean, that's I should have known because very similar mind tricks were played in my instructor upgrade for the T6 and in the B52. Yeah. So that that's one of those things that they're not necessarily always grading you on how good you can fly or how well you can dive. They're grading on you in an adverse scenario and seeing how much mental toughness you're willing to show before you give up. Yeah. Because anyone can sit in the pool and get really good at valve drills and basics. Yep. It takes another person when your student's late, when they forget stuff, when you're dressed in the water and you're baking for you to get out of the water go get the thing that they forgot and get back in and still be in a cool enough position to not scream at them when they screw something else up. Right. Which is a mark of a true instructor is why are you there? Yep. You're there to, to, to help them. So.
0: Yeah. And I think a good it is able to personalize those things, right. Um, Personalize those, those layers, right. Of what does Kevin need? to become a great instructor and let's sign off because, yeah, I mean, we're signing off on him going out and teaching this way of diving and representing our organization, all these other things that, you know, there's a big side of the, that for the organization, whichever organization it is. Yeah. And I think for me, my, my area of growth was definitely on not being the teacher, but being the teammate, right? Um, how am I going to just dive and, and not have to be, you know, the one that's, that's, uh, you know, the, that's always the captain of the team. And that, that was my growth of, you know, cause for me, I, I'm a natural or I've been told. And so I've learned a natural leader. And so how do I not just draft off of that natural, you know, whatever God given talent, whatever you want to put it and actually get into the nitty gritty of, of the diving, the team, the team side of it. So the, again, that,
1: that's the hardest thing in flying that, that I've had to, is not talking to your student even though you see the train wreck coming Mm -hmm. and you hope at the last minute the student sees the train wreck and deviates and saves it
0: yeah yeah
1: but that's the worst you're like hey man i want to talk to you we're 30 seconds away from something bad happening i can see it coming man if you just do this one thing and you got to sit there and hold your tone yeah yeah and then you're at 15 seconds you're like come on man you're at 10 seconds you're like i'm about to take the airplane and at five seconds he goes oh this isn't right and and you're like yes
0: Yeah. yeah
1: but the number of times beforehand where at five seconds you had to take the airplane or take control of the diver or take control of the dive, there's reps. And that's learning. Yeah. And that's going to happen. But it's towards the end that you sit back and go, this is not nice. Yeah. I can see what's going to happen. This is going to get fun. And then let it happen. But keep your bubble small because you can't let people kill themselves, yeah. I mean, obviously. Um
0: yeah, that was exactly... And do the, that. That's like... Oh, sorry. Yeah. That, no, you're right. That was exactly... You're exactly right. I mean, you hit the nail on the head there because we during that Tech 1 course, you know, we had you know, whatever failure it was where um, there was a gas sharing on the, the deco stop happening. And I just see like the two team members drifting apart and one of the guys, you know, drifting, not paying attention. And, and I'm going over there, like holding their, literally grabbing their hands and bringing them back together on the line. And like, you know, no, 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 do this. And like, stay here. And like, you know, then I'm babysitting the whole time and all this stuff. And, and we got, you know, it was all on video from Ben and, mm-hmm. and he goes, you know, later he took me aside and said, Hey, take a look at this. And I said, yeah, well, like, what, what do you want me to do? You know, like, let him drift off and off he goes yeah. to the surface and he goes, yeah, kind yeah. of. A, and I was like, like
1: oh, you're not the captain at the point. Oh, light bulb.
0: He said, instead, you should be right there, ready for that rag to come out of the mouth with your hand on your long hose, ready to donate that thing. So when it, when it plays itself out, you're there as a teammate to save that guy or whatever, deal with that situation. But you, what you did by solving it before it happened, even though you saw it play out is you took that learning away from everybody else and you played you know, Superman team captain, Captain mm-hmm. America. And that was my big light bulb moment of like, oh, I didn't get that. My job is not to prevent everything that could go wrong from going wrong, which is kind of that captain mindset. My job is to actually, you know, deal decide what things actually are life threatening that I do need to play Captain America on. Most things I need to allow them to happen and be prepared for what's what's going to happen then.
1: That's why I left your shitty jump spool in overhead protocol so that we came back and it was just a sea of string in seven foot waves. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. It was, it was a bad one. It was not well tied off. Yeah. Yeah. And these no, are the learnings, it's, it's right?
1: like, Yeah. We had, we had similar experiences and essentials that you had in tech one and that kind of stuff. But oh, yeah. long story short, it's a, um, it is a challenging, but rewarding, um, Road, and so I guess we can get to where is it leading us now? Yeah. Um, I took about a year off after that, just because work. I was transitioning from uh, active duty to reserves. There's stuff going on, Um, but I started putting effort into it. I got two open water students right now who just did their first pool pool experience, uh, which is pretty good. Um, Still working through things, and like I said, I've been in conversation with James about, hey, I've seen this, this isn't a trend, how do I correct it? And he started bouncing ideas off, and I think we're getting in the pool on Thursday or Saturday of this week, so obviously those are going to be tucked in my back pocket for, hey, if they don't work or if they do work or not. I will say my first uh, successful UTD cert that I signed off on was my wife's dry suit one. Nice. She had a really good instructor. Uh,
0: Named Jay Gardner. Uh, no, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, she's been my, my Guinea pig. So every time we had to go teach one of these things, I would, she's, she was a Patty certified diver. So she's been along and I go, Hey babe, this backplate's really nice. You should have one. She's like, okay, you should have a subfoot. <laughs> okay. Hey, you want to go to the pool? Does this mean you'll come out to the farm and help me with the horses? Yes. Okay. So we went to the pool. Uh, and, uh, this brings up another story. Um, it is possible to get hypothermic in 68-degree water if you do three 50-minute dives back-to-back. Back. Sure. Um, and what that normally results in is you buying a $2,300 dry suit for your wife. Yeah. So <laughs> – so, uh, So that was a fun story in its own learning. Like, obviously if you're in a dry suit, obviously check in on your students if they're in wetsuits and make sure they give you the truth data and not just shake their head and go along because they're your spouse. Yep. Uh, but she got in the dry suit. We did all these skills and stuff. She did great. And then we jumped into the ocean, did a bunch of stuff. So, uh, she's been awesome as my perma dive buddy, which is great. Um, if you can't find one, marry one. Um, <laughs>
0: that's your advice. That's yeah, that's good. <laughs> Yeah. And so
1: my, my goal is I'm lucky enough that every, every about six months, a new set of 30 students walks through the door for B52 instruction training. Uh, and one of the deployed locations is Guam. So basically I've seen the dive operations on Guam. I've seen the instructors because that's where I got my tech search stuff done. And I'm basically going, Hey, how about instead of spending your deployment out there learning to dive, how about you come learn to dive with me here locally? Um, and so you're more prepared and it's, it's also like a, I've seen the quality of the dive instruction out there, or at least when I was out there in 2018, 2019. And I can think from a commander standpoint, if they knew what their students, their, their, their airmen are getting into that they would probably want a higher level of training. Mm. Um, an average pilot in the United States Air Force has 5 to $7 million worth of training before they can get to a combat airplane. So to have someone get subpar training, go out having fun on the weekends and then hurt themselves and then not be able to execute the mission that you're deployed there for, uh, probably not a good idea. So I've now obviously there's a conflict of interest of grading students and then accepting money for that. So I've worked that through the squadron stuff and I don't fly with those students Mm. um, for that reason Uh, because I don't want there to be a conflict of interest. I'm just going to grade you regardless of of, uh, any scuba stuff we do on the side. But my goal is moving forward is to provide really good sound education for military members here at Barksdale. If there's civilians around in the local area, you know, Alabama, Mississippi, Texas, Arkansas, I'll be more than happy to travel. We could work something out. Um, But to help them out, try to get six students done a year. So that gives two students every two months which I think is normally a pretty good amount of window to get stuff done obviously there's going to be outliers people get done faster or delay a little bit longer Um, but focus on making quality not quantity enjoying the trip and then hopefully forever be a student I think that's the biggest thing that you need to find in an instructor if your instructor goes hey I got certified in 83 and I haven't taken a class since and I'm you know I'm a super instructor. Eh, maybe. Yeah. But I find like all the really good ones are always learning. They're always being students. They're always willing to be humble, put themselves in vulnerable situations, uh, let their ego go. Cause normally getting to an instructor in any development or any hobby or sport uh, takes a lot. And, you know, you should be proud of that achievement, but at the same time, you can't rest on your laurels and you have to, you know, tactics change, new techniques, new procedures come up, new ways of teaching stuff. And it doesn't have to be scuba too. Like if you're, you know, super scuba guru instructor. Like I said, like go find another hobby knitting. that you're not good at. And well, I don't know. If there's <laughs> it. I need a. I need a. I need a. I need you to knit me a tank cover. There you go. Exactly. Um, uh, tank koozie. Go, yeah. There you go. Because <laughs> Yeah. Because yeah, then I can grab thirty pounds of lead and put on me. Um, and go be vulnerable again and learn what it feels like to be a student. Because if you go around thinking, Oh, I remember what it's like a student. Yeah, we walked uphill both ways in the snow and yeah. like you young millennial Gen Z, whatever whippers don't know what it's like. It's like maybe you should learn to go be a student again. Like, yes, there's some issues with a generation and generationals have different ways of learning and teaching. Um, but you gotta you gotta be willing to go out there and and understand at least a little bit from where they're coming from and how they learn and how they interact. So that's my path for mastery right now is, uh, own everything, open circuit, be a really good instructional, uh, teacher, learn as much as I can from mentors. And, uh, you and I both have cave one, cave two coming up. So, uh, get up for, uh, some cave diving. It'll be fun.
0: That's right. Nice. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll be brief in mine. I mean, I think out of my, um, instructor, becoming a certified instructor I uh, so I'm a baby instructor uh, both of us are, are babies in the in the UTD system and still building a reputation I, I started gardener underwater and got that off the ground and have um, focused a lot on the coaching program side of things I've really enjoyed that um, which was birthed on a podcast what are you gonna call it? it's like I don't know gardener Underwater, I don't know whatever okay fine there it is don't, um,
1: don't, You've done, you've done more. I, I have a Facebook page for my business. And I, yeah. That's, that's, that's the extent it's, it's word of mouth right now. Exactly. So.
0: Yeah. And I think there's some reputation building and I focused a lot on the coaching and I've had some great coaching clients and, you know, bringing people from uh you know, the, usually for me, I've been more on the taking people that are coming from a different agency and wanting to learn a different way. Um, So certified divers, not necessarily certifying open water divers, but divers that are, coming from a different agency, transitioning to our way of diving. Um has been a lot of fun. And then, yeah, I think my relationship with UTD is evolving and, and firming up and all of those things and, and different opportunities there that are, are soon to be announced, I think, if they're not already. Uh, when this airs, I'm not sure, so we'll see. But, uh, but, yeah, I think that's been my journey and my goal, I think, as an instructor, it, well, number one is for me to get better as a diver. So, like we were talking about, cave one, cave two coming up, in a couple months here. Um, and then I'm also looking at rebreather uh, and, and cause there's some very clear applications for it in my local diving here that, that excite me. And so,
1: Ooh, you know what we should do underwater magician, let's do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I think I'm, I'm always in that continual student mode, which I love about scuba. Just as soon as you feel like you're, you're on the high horse, it, you know, there's another thing to learn. But I think for me, if uh, my goal, part of my goal as an instructor is to build a, a reputation here, not as a, you know, look at this bad, a, you know, instructor and how great I am, but as somebody who's a part of this community. And so that's been my my focus is really how do I build relationships and, and community here um, and and not, you know, necessarily be, although by nature, I'll be a competitor. But by, uh, by, I hope, um, design, it will be more of an enhancement to my local diving. I mean, I live in a place now, moving back to San Diego, that diving is really a way of life. I mean, there's a very active diving community here. And so I, again, I'm trying very hard not to be coming in as, a, you know, a know-it-all or anything like that because I don't. And, and, I, and I don't want to come across that way. And sometimes in our way of diving, um, I'll say D-I-R, there's a reputation for that. Um, that precedes us uh, no matter where you go. And so I've just been trying to, to again, establish relationships and dive with people and, and have fun. And, you know, if there's questions uh, about what I can provide, then I can do that and then I'm doing coaching. And so well, within a few years, I hope to, again, have a healthy DIR um, foundation uh, of divers here in San Diego and, and in Southern California and then be able to build from that into, you know, Looking at where, where's left, where where can we go explore, uh, and and building some of that kind of like what I did with Team six skill in Texas, but do a San Diego chapter here. So that's my goals, and and again, um, you know, I think if you live in the the Texas uh, or Louisiana greater area, let's say that that circle around there, however yeah. many miles, um, Kevin's a great instructor. I would go there uh, and and talk to him and, and see what you can do. Uh, and and I know that you've taken some students down to Florida as well. Uh, You're willing to go down that far sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah, great. absolutely.
1: Because the uh, the local diving scene is is not not great. I'm gonna, obviously there's some lakes in Texas and other places, but uh, unfortunately, you got to travel. But hey, let's put the work in in the pools. Let's knock that stuff out so that uh, when you do travel, it's worth it. Exactly. Right? I get it. Vacation's hard to come by. Finances, I get it. Time away from the family but anything worth right or anything worth doing is worth doing. Right. And I don't want to take more time away from you than what's necessary. So you put the work in, I'll put the work in. We'll go have fun.
0: All right. So, so to end this one rapid response here, uh, one word response uh, we'll do do two or three of these. One, are you glad you became an instructor? Yes. Yes. Um, when I say donut, what do you think?
1: sprinkles sprinkles <laughs> sprinkles, are, sprinkles are for winners
0: sprinkles are for winners okay uh when i say caffeine what do you think
1: monster the monster Two okay. a day.
0: all right so you didn't think of like i thought you were going to say like life or like god's okay. nectar <laughs> <Or,
1: laughs> it's it, it, funny people think it comes from the military and i'm sure some people get addicted to caffeine on in the military but for me it was uh I am not a smart person by any means. And to get through an engineering degree at Virginia tech, it required lots of late nights. So, uh, coffee, coffee and, monster. coffee and monsters, man.
0: All right. Two more of these because they're funny. Right. We'll do pool fins in the pool later. Cause th- that would be fun too. But, um, okay. Uh, if I say, uh, late night dinner
1: in terms of what, like, where,
0: where are you going? What, what comes to mind? Or what do you have? I don't
1: know. Chicken fingers. Chicken
0: fingers. <laughs> nice. finger. uh, I, I would immediately say burritos to that one, like uh, tacos, burritos, because that's what's open. Um Never, all right. yeah. Last one. Um, buoyancy. It's
1: a requirement. Requirement. If it's life.
0: Okay. Buoyancy is life. That's a good. There's a good T-shirt right there. Buoyancy, buoyancy is, life. is life. I had diving is life. I tried to catch that. Get that caught on because of. Uh, Ted Lasso. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that that show. I really enjoyed it. It was funny, but they had that one character on there. He's like, "Football is life," and I was like, Absolutely. "Diving is life." That'd be so funny, but it never caught on. So,
1: I think you know. I think you should make the parody. You know the uh the, the South American guy that it's like whatever, straight to jail. It's like <laughs> yeah. split fin, straight to jail. Yeah, straight to jail. <laughs> Walking <laughs> on the <laughs> bound, straight to jail. <laughs>
0: exactly, <laughs> exactly. Air
1: McDoodle, straight to straight
0: jail. To jail. Yeah, that'd be funny. All right. Well, yeah. good. Um, oh, yeah, I think in all in all, this is a, a pretty honest take on instructor development and and our paths. At least, uh, I, I certainly think it was worth it. And if you'd like to talk to either of us more about, you know, your journey as an instructor, maybe you didn't get all of this and you're wondering what the heck are we talking about, or you know, you are thinking about becoming an instructor. I think this both Kevin and I are pretty open about our experiences in doing that and and recommendations of how we might do it better, um, you know, starting out or, or how we might get more out of the program, those sorts of things. So feel free to reach out. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, thanks for listening. And we hope to have you back on the next episode of the dive table. The dive table is a production of fish dive surf incorporated and a member of the fish dive surf podcast network. You can find out more at www.FishtiveSurf.com.